Welcome, everyone, to episode 122 of the Greg's World podcast. I like to think this is my favorite part of the week, but this week was so darn good that I don't even know if that's even possible because it's been... It's been amazing. I'm going to discuss that with you here. If this is your first time watching or listening to this, uh, this is my audio journal. This is where I sit down and I talk about my life and things and stuff and pretty much anything that's going on inside my brain or in my environment. Think of it as like the director's cut, like when you sit down and you watch a movie and then like the director's sitting there telling you about things. That's sort of what this is, but it's also like extra things. It's like bonus content. I think that makes sense, but I'm happy that you're here. I hope you're having a glorious day. I'm recording this on Friday, April 29th, 2022 at 11.07 a.m. You're hopefully watching this or listening to this on Sunday or sometime after, uh, but I like to have these out like Sunday at noon Eastern is my is my goal. I like to be consistent with it because I listen to podcasts. And I think I mentioned this last week. There's a podcast that I love listening to every week, and if they don't make one, I, I feel like there's something missing in my life, and I'd like to be that for you. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, let's talk about this week. Today is probably probably the worst part of the week because this is like the only setback that I had, and it was related to Roxy Bear, who was laying over here sleeping right now. Uh, we noticed a few days ago that she was starting to limp a little bit on her back paw and just wasn't acting right. Like she was waking up in the middle of the night, like panting, and you could tell like she was kind of uncomfortable, kind of whimpering a little bit. And uh, Cody looked at her back paw because she was, you know, keeping it off the ground. And there was some irritation. And it was kind of raw in between her paw pads, if that's an actual thing. I'm assuming that it is. Uh, so I called the vet this morning and I was like, hey, can you guys get me in? And they were so nice. They like got me in right away. They're like, can you be here at 920? I'm like, my son's getting on the bus right now. I'll bring her in. So I just took her to the vet and uh, no big deal. No, like my mind immediately went to like a year or two ago, she had her knees replaced. And I was like, please don't let something go wrong with those. Cause they were like a couple thousand dollars a piece. If you guys didn't know, uh, just like vehicles, which we'll talk about here in a bit, as your pet gets older, they get, they get exponentially more expensive. And unlike your vehicle where you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to go get another one. Like, like this is, this is not worth the investment. You, you can't do that with an animal, you know, like, oh, I could get a brand new chocolate lab for $300. Why would I put three thousand dollars into this one and it's you can't you can't i do wish like and i'm sure other pet owners have thought about this don't you wish that you could take your aging dog and like take their their brain or like their their soul or whatever you want to say that that makes up your pet and who they are because every animal is a little different don't you wish you could just take that and put it into like a fresh body like something new that way you could just keep them forever Gosh, and that was something I was thinking about today too. When I was at the vet, I was like, you know, there's going to be someday. Gosh, I didn't want to talk about this, but um, there's going to be someday that I go into that vet, and it's not, and I'm not going to leave with Roxy. And that's just like that's crushing to even think about. And I just think about like how many good years do I have? And then I think about like how do I take advantage of all of these years, uh, which we did this week, and I'll talk about here in a minute. But I do want to I want to rest your 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 minds at ease here with Roxy Bear. She's okay. Uh, apparently, she had some type of like cyst or something between her paws or her paw, and that's fairly common on dogs that have allergies, which Roxy does. She takes Apoquil, which is an allergy med, to to help with that. And what happened was she started like biting at that because it was it was like uh, uncomfortable. And then the biting and licking of it made it more irritated, which made it worse. So it like compounded the problem. Uh, so they left or we left there with some antibiotics and like these uh, kind of like a pain reliever. And then we have to soak her foot, which is going to be. Uh, a fun experience to say the least. She said, if you can't soak her foot, just wrap it in a washcloth and it's like Epsom salt and some type of other like antibiotics. So Roxy's going to be fine. Uh, initially I thought this was because we had been walking like crazy. Like this week, the weather finally broke, like spring is sprung, at least in, initially. <laughs> it's like, Pennsylvania is crazy. Like one day I'm outside wearing shorts and t-shirt. Next day I'm out wearing like freaking, you know, your snow boots or whatever in April. But we've been walking like crazy last weekend. We took a three mile walk with Roxy bear Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. And it's wonderful. Clark loves it. Like he's, he's just like fully embracing this, this active life. And I, I love that. And he's talking about how he wants to get his muscles stronger. And you know, he's, he's just, he's loving it. And he wants to make that like a part of our routine. And initially I thought maybe walking Roxy on the bike path, which is like, uh, like asphalt, like a road or whatever. I thought maybe that was a little too much for her, but she said it wasn't related to walking. This is just like one of those things that happens. So Roxy should be good. And it's like five days or so she's going to be on this stuff. And then she should be back 
into a good condition again and, and back on the road, literally and figuratively. So that was like the only setback from this week. And assuming nothing else happens today or or tomorrow or Sunday, but we'll talk we'll talk about what I'm planning there. Let's go back in time. I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom you guys all the way back to last weekend or like Monday, I guess. That was the day that I guess you've probably already seen because I've been doing a really good job documenting my days. And the, like the, the thing I was looking forward to so much last week, I said last week's episode, I said I'm gonna order a piano today. Guess what I did that day? I ordered a piano or digital keyboard, whatever you want to call it. I didn't get like a a full grown like grand piano or one of those stand up units. I went on Amazon and I looked at the reviews and I found one that's uh, 88 key weighted piano. So it's like uh, it replicates what you would expect from a from a real piano with with the intention of if we practice for one year and we get good at this and we enjoy it, then in one year I'll get like a real piano. But I went on there that day and I ordered one from Amazon and it was to arrive the next day. If you've watched our videos this week, you know that that did not happen. (laughs) There was an issue with the United States Postal Service where they sent me like a, a thing that says our mailbox was was full or the item was oversized. And I was frustrated because it's like, obviously it's a it's a keyboard. The box weighed 25 pounds and it was, you know, three feet long. It's not going to fit in the mailbox. You have to, you have to take it to our door like you do with all the other packages, you know, because USPS, they, they deliver for Amazon in our area. I know some people were saying that Amazon actually delivers to you like directly, which they, I guess maybe because we're so rural, they don't do that. But FedEx or actually UPS and, and USPS, uh, they're the ones that deliver all of our stuff. And I was like, of course our mailbox is too full like or not big enough. You can't fit that in there. So I did like a, a re-request or whatever. And luckily on Monday, they delivered it. And I talked to the girl and she said they're not supposed to be delivering things of that size. So it should have probably been commissioned through US, your UPS, all these U's and P's and S's, uh, because that's just what they do. That's what they do for a living. Um, but so it was a setback because I wanted to mess with that all weekend. We got it on Monday and it was no problem. And we, we, cause we've been having so much fun with it. Uh, we, we got the piano out and before we even got the stand set up and stuff, we were already playing it. And I downloaded the app simply piano, which, uh, apparently there's some critics of it here in, in the comments. Uh, cause I, I showed some videos of us, like our first, maybe 15 minutes of playing it. And then there's some extra videos coming out and stuff. And I want to document as much of this as possible because there will be a day, like if we're really into this piano scene. There's going to be a day that I want to look back and be like, oh my gosh, look at us just like for the first time hitting the keys, learning these very simple things that now we are, we're well versed in hopefully. And I'll admit that maybe simply piano isn't as good as having a teacher on hand, or they're not going to teach you all of the, the, the intangibles, like how to sit properly and, and a lot of the other stuff. But what simply piano does, and this is how I've justified the purchase of, of this app, which I have a one year subscription for, for $150, most expensive app I've ever I've ever paid for in my life. A big part of it is just showing up. A big part of it is wanting to learn, having fun with it. And especially when you have a seven-year-old, I think that's really important. He can he gets up in the morning and he's excited to do it. We get on there and it's like a game. They're, they gamify the act of learning piano. And I would rather do that and have him enjoy it and myself too, because I like I like getting on doing the songs and, and stuff as well. And, you know, remembering how to do all this stuff. Uh, I think that's way more important to to want to do it than to feel like maybe it's a chore and to have, you know, one week or one hour a week where someone comes to the house or we go to someone's place and learn piano. I just don't think that would be something that would encourage either of us to want to do this long term. So in my opinion, while this may not be as good as having a teacher sitting beside us, I think it's important just, just to do it and to enjoy it. So we'll learn through this. We'll get to a point that, you know, if we're really digging it and we're like, we really should like take this next level, just like with buying another piano in one year's time, we'll get a teacher. We'll have a teacher come into the house or whatever. I, I, I would love that because then all three of us could, could learn together that we're getting like a bargain, you know, if we're all sitting there and, you know, absorbing these, these lessons that we're taking. But for right now, for where we're at, just this very amateur thing, I'm just a guy that decided that he had a goal and he wanted to learn something as an adult and, and bring his family along with him on that journey. I think buying a, a, a keyboard off of Amazon and downloading Simply Piano is just fine. And I think there's going to be someone out there, at least I hope so, that looks and sees what we're doing. And they're like, you know what? I kind of want to do that too. And they, maybe they get an inexpensive keyboard and they download a, you know, the free trial of Simply Piano and try it out. And maybe, maybe it turns into something. Maybe we can, we can inspire someone. That's always something that I, you know, I don't know if I do anything that's inspirational or not, but 
I like to like maybe like lead by example. And uh, I like to put out to the world what I would like to see in the world, you know, like not no negativity, no drama, but I do keep it real as well. There is some, there's obviously some negatives in life. And this, uh, this week I, I saw a little bit of that, uh, related to the Subaru. If you guys didn't know, I think, did we cover everything with the piano thing? I'm sure I'll be talking about piano for weeks and weeks to come. So I'm not going to like, I'm not going to go on and on about it. Uh, just know that I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. So if you're like a, if you're a person that maybe is a musician or you're a piano teacher or, or a music teacher or, or someone that's just learned piano in through a teacher and you don't approve of what we're doing, just, just let us go. Let us, let us have this experience and, and we'll see where it takes us. But I do, I do appreciate all the encouragement. We've got a lot of that over the last few weeks. I, that's, that's really cool to see people have our back in this. Uh, but let's talk about the, the Subaru, uh, I had to get it inspected this week. The inspection was up the end of April. So I was like, oh shoot, I need to get this in there. So I called and they're like, okay, bring it in this day. And I was vlogging that day and I'm like, hey, wish me luck with this. I hope it doesn't need anything to pass inspection. You know, you put out to the world, you receive, like uh, you ask and you shall receive. Uh, It needed two rear wheel bearings, which I struggle to say every time I say it. Rear, you can say it slowly, rear wheel bearings. You can't say it fast. Rear rear it's the r and the w together rear wheel bearings apparently are an important thing they hold your tire on and there there can there's a little bit of a wobble in there which you know you don't ideally want as you're traveling 60 miles an hour down the road you don't want your wheels to be wobbling and falling off and stuff um so they they come out and they tell me like your vehicle didn't pass and i'm like gulp and they're like rear wheel bearings why do i don't even know why i keep saying it and they're like 900 and whatever dollars. And I'm just like, oh, because I've been wanting to get a new vehicle for about a year. If you went way back in the missing pieces archives around this time last year, I was looking for a car. And at the time, it was it was somewhat difficult to get a vehicle. So I thought uh, it, I couldn't like the, the prices were a little high. There was only a few on the lot. Like I went and looked at a Toyota Highlander. They only had like four in stock. They had some RAV4s. And, you know, I just, I was, I test drove it and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to wait for this whole thing to kind of blow over. Well, it didn't blow over because I decided like, I'm just going to go out and look around. And it's right now, it's way worse than it was a year ago. Like I can't even like a Highlander, for example, I couldn't test drive one if I wanted to. And if they did have one, it would be a used one would be going for more than what a new one like sells for the MSRP. And then the MSRP on a new one is inflated because of shoot. What do they call that? A market adjustment. Uh, the Toyota dealership locally has a $2,500 market adjustment, which basically just means you're in a pickle. We know we have you, you're going to pay us $2,500 just for this car. I'm assuming what they're doing is trying to make up for loss of sales because there's a chip shortage and that's, what's causing there to not be much stock of new vehicles. So now people are looking at used vehicles, raising the price of them. This is like uh, economics working at its finest. Supply goes down, demand goes up, price goes up. That's what's happening right now. And I thought in 2021, I thought like, okay, this is bad now, but it's going to get better. And here we are in 2022 and it's worse. So I was thinking about upgrading my vehicle and like, I came really close to like committing to, to a few things, but I just, I feel like I'm just going to get eaten alive with, with the financial side of things. And my Subaru, when I trade it or sell it, I'm not going to get out of it what it's worth to me because this is a vehicle. And this is the same conclusion I came to a year ago when things weren't really this as bad as they are now. I've owned that car since it was new. I know it's been properly maintained. I've taken excellent care of it. It's never caused me any problems other than, than like right now, like these are, these are things that pop up. In fact, like prior to this year, I could say the only thing that I've done to that car is change the oil. I've, you know, put new tires on it, rotated the tires. It's, it's been an excellent vehicle. I just wanted something bigger. Ideally, that was like the whole thing. If I had just gotten a a bigger Subaru, I I would probably drive that thing until the freaking wheels fall off literally almost. And then I would pay $900 to make sure that they stay on for another 13 years. Cause wait, how old is that car? It's not 13 years old. It's a 2013. So it's nine years old. Has like 94,000 miles on it, which in the Subaru world, it's, you know, you're just breaking it in at that point. I just wanted something bigger, but it just seems like a really bad time to, uh, to, to do that. Like even worse than last year, like looking back now, I should have probably bought something last year. Cause I could have at least like chosen one of the few vehicles they had on the lot and maybe made my selection off that. Now it's, they're just not even there. Like, uh, the, the Toyota dealership, when I talked to them, cause I was thinking about maybe a Highlander or a RAV4, they're like, 
we get a listing of the vehicles that are going to be in transit, I can call you if you're interested and you can come down and put a deposit on it. So there is no like negotiating. There's no, there's nothing like if, if you want something, you basically have to rush down there as soon as they find out that they're getting it. They're like, oh, we're getting a black Highlander in. You're like, I'll be right there. You give them money and then you pay for the car and then give them more money on top of the money that they're asking for. It's just, it's bonkers. But in my research, I found what could be like a really great option for us. And it's like not great for like aesthetics, I suppose, and the, the stigma around it. But I've been really like contemplating a minivan. I know you're laughing at me right now. You're like, Greg, dude, like don't give up on life yet. You're still young. Don't get a minivan. But hear me out. Like I plan to do quite a bit of traveling here in the next year or two or however many I have left. <laughs> Hopefully a lot more than that. Uh, but well, well, Clark's young and we've got Roxy Bear, of course, who's not getting any younger. And I thought, geez, wouldn't it be nice to have like the space of a minivan, the storage capacity of a minivan, the sliding door, the, the ability to either fold the seat down into the floor or take the seat out for Roxy. So I could put like a dog bed in and instead of her like jumping up in and sitting beside Clark on a bench seat, Clark could be in like a captain's chair in the back of a minivan. And then Roxy could be in her dog bed where the seat's removed. And then if Clark and I wanted to go camping, because Mrs. Brickitect and or Mrs. Greg's World or Cody, whatever she's known as on this channel, she's got zero interest in camping. Clark and I could put all the seats down and then camp in the back of it. And I was just like, dude, this could be a great family vehicle. Like I, I am I am that guy. I, I may not have mobile kids, but I'm like a middle-aged dude with a wife, a kid, dogs, activities. Like we're we're the we're like qualified for minivans. And I found one in particular, which, you know, I love Japanese cars. They're, they're my jam. But it, I, I looked at Sienna's. I'm not really loving the Toyota Sienna, even though it's a hybrid. Like, it's just, it's hideous looking. And uh, the, the, some people just aren't loving them. Honda's, apparently Honda quality has gone down over the years too. Like, I, I would think like Honda's is like unstoppable. But I watched all these videos of people that have newish Honda Odysseys, which is their van, and just problematic and I was like, wow. So I was like, what, what else is there? And uh, Kia Carnival, Kia makes one, but you can't buy them anywhere. And dealers are charging massive amounts of market adjustments on those. And my, my last resort was a Chrysler Pacifica, like a Dodge Grand Caravan is what it used to be. Town and country is what the Chrysler used to be. And I read a comment from someone that's like, I really love my electric plug-in Chrysler Pacifica. And I'm like, what? And it turns out, it's very fascinating. The new Chrysler Pacificas have a hybrid option where it has a an electric engine and a gasoline engine. And it works different for most hybrids. Like if you got a Toyota Sienna, and I know this is getting into the weeds for people that don't care about vehicles, but hear me out. A Toyota Sienna, you'll drive it and it charges the electric engine and as, as you're driving, so as you're braking, the electric part of it charges and it, they work simultaneously. In the Dodge or the uh, Chrysler Pacifica, it has an electric engine that you plug in at your home and you charge it up. It gives you 32 miles of range. So you could essentially drive out for 15 miles or 16 miles and then drive back and your gas engine may never turn on at all during that commute. And for most people, like if you're picking up the kid from school or you're going to the grocery store or you're driving to Target, that's all within your range. So there's people that have gotten these that have never had the other part of this, which is the gas engine even turn on. So the nice thing about this, like if you get a Tesla and you have that electric engine only, when that range is gone, you have to sit, you have to plug in and charge up. And that could take a lot of time. Like if you drove a, you know, you drive an outer banks for your summer vacation, you might have to charge once or twice on your way there. Right. And that's hours of your time or whatever. Um, with this, you would use that 30 miles of electric charge. And once that's gone, it just automatically goes over to the gasoline engine. So there is no like charging. So you go right over to gas at that point. But the, the fact is like most of your driving is within that 15 miles. If you think about where you go during the week or the month, how many times do you drive more than 15 miles? It may come up occasionally, but you can use all that charge. And I, I figured out like based on our electricity uh, cost for us to charge that 32 mile battery, it would cost roughly $2 in electricity. So you're getting, you're going to drive 32 miles for $2 right now in Pennsylvania. Gas is like $4 and 29 cents. And to put this in comparison with Cody's truck, she gets like 16 miles per gallon or 18 miles per gallon in a Toyota Tacoma. So for her to drive that same distance, it would probably cost us about $8. 
So $2 in electricity or $8 in gasoline. It, it's crazy, but that's not all. I feel like I'm selling you guys one of these. I should go work at the Chrysler dealership. When you buy one of these, they're a little bit more expensive than the, the, the non-hybrid version because you can get just a regular gas engine. But the beauty of it is if you buy this, the federal government considers this an electric plug-in vehicle, and there's a $7,500 tax credit for buying it. So next year when we file our taxes, we essentially get all that money back. And that makes the hybrid version cost less than the gasoline version. The thing that's holding me back with this is uh, Chrysler's aren't the most reliable vehicles. Like we talk about Toyota and Honda. Those, like I would put my money on a Toyota any day. Like you're going to be good with that. Honda most likely as well. Chrysler, uh, not so much, but they do have a 36 month, 36,000 mile warranty, bumper to bumper supposedly. So if like anything happened the first three years, that'd be covered. I'm a little like leery of having a, this is like their first hybrid setup, I guess. So is there any learning uh, curves from that? Or like, is there going to be any problems? But I'm intrigued. The thing is like, I can't even really test drive one because the closest one to me is in Ithaca, New York, which is 80 miles away from where I live. So we're thinking about me making a day of it and just like seeing what it's like, trying it out. It would be very luxurious and comfortable. I, I had Clark watch a review with me to show him like what his setup would be. And he's like freaking just tickled about having like his own seat and he feels like it's being on an airplane because there's vents in the roof and he's got his own light and there's charging ports and he, he could, you know, it, it has a little shade that comes down on the side, like in the window. So he's like, he's tickled by it. I think it'd be good for Roxy Bear. Like when we go traveling with her, I think it would give us a lot more space for stuff, which is always nice. So like I'm, I might be leaning towards the minivan route. They're uh, they're a little salty. It's about forty six thousand dollars from what I saw to get this. But then once you get that rebate, and I think Pennsylvania has a five hundred dollar rebate, you're under forty thousand dollars at that point, which is like less than the used Toyota Highlander that I was looking at that was twenty eighteen and had forty thousand miles on it. So, like, it's it kind of makes sense. Uh, it's just, do I want to be the minivan driver. I think if I let go of my ego and I don't think about what other people are going to think of me, it's, it's the most practical and smart thing to do. And I've, I'm way more function over form, as you can tell by like everything about me. Like that's, that's just who I am. I, I don't, I really don't care to impress other people, but I, I like anyone, I guess I worry about what other people think. Don't we all? My name's blurry face and I care what you think. So that's like the vehicle situation right now. I'm I having the Subaru fixed because it's uninspected as of Monday. And I know if I go to trade it in or if I go to sell it in the private market, that's going to be a problem. Like I'm going to have to say like this thing needs fixed and it's just, it's going to hurt negotiations no matter which way we look at it. So we'll see what happens. That van that I'm looking at has been on the lot for 22 days. We can't make it this weekend, but we could potentially go next weekend if it's still for sale, if no one buys it in the meantime. And do you know, just make like a whole afternoon of it or maybe make an extra day of it. In which case it would be nice to trade the Subaru in there because then we could drive home together in the van as opposed to driving home separately. But you know, it is what it is. We'll see, we'll see what happens. It's just, it's really hard time to buy a vehicle right now. It's just, it is not good. And gosh, I feel like I'm be making this video a year from now, next April. I'll be like, guys, I it's, it's April, 2023. I thought about trading the Subaru in. There's not a darn, you can't even find a car. Every, people are on horseback now at this point because of the chip shortage. But what this is in, in anything is a lesson that we should become more dependent or less dependent on other countries like China to make the computer chips that go inside our vehicles. Like that's the only thing that's holding us up. Like there's vehicles that were built that just don't have a computer chip. The Chryslers, for example, some of them are, can't have the um, sunroof because there's no chip to control it. So they're having like that deleted and then you get like a credit for it. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy and it, like, it just feels, <laughs> I hate to be like a negative Nance with this stuff, but it just feels like everything is like working against us these days, doesn't it? Like. You think about, like, I think about my parents and, like, the good old days. Where's our good old days? I guess my good old days is, like, when I was a little kid playing Legos and sitting on the, the living room floor when I didn't even know any better. Like, we could have been having, like, the worst economy in the world. I didn't know any better. Like, why does, why does my adult life have to be during a time when, like, everything sucks? Anyone else feel that, that lament 
I think is that is that the word lament? Are we lamenting or is it feeling lament? I don't know if that's a verb or an adjective or a noun. I don't know. Well, uh, live live English. I need to call up uh, phone a friend. I have one that's an English teacher. But that's what's going on with that for now. Holding tight with Subaru, but I might be inclined to look. You know, Cody wants me to get a Rav Four. I'm. She doesn't love the van idea, but I'm telling you, once once just like. Uh, you know, just like leaving Pennsylvania in the middle of the winter to go to Florida and you realize just how sucky life was. One, I feel like the same thing is going to happen once you have a van. You're like, oh, this is this is nice. This is luxurious. This is comfortable. This is space. Ooh, this is this is what I'm looking for in life. So we'll we'll see. I'll keep you posted on it. Of course, if we get a van, you'll be the you'll be like the third person to know probably. So let's uh, move on beyond car talk. Thank you for tuning into Greg's car talk episode. This is um a new series I'm doing where I just talk about vehicles the whole time. The funny thing is, if I were to do that, there would probably be somebody or a few people that would be like really into it. They're like, dude, this is this is what I wanted out of your channel. I don't want to see you petting the cat and showing us how to spray weeds and assemble that kind of stuff. I want to see you talk about cars. I don't know. We'll see. It's beautiful. The beauty of Greg's world, it can be anything and everything all at once. That's pretty cool. Anyways, let's talk about the next day, Pap's birthday. Oh my gosh. Pap turned the big six six. You guys know Bud Man. He's my my fellow yard sale enthusiast, which uh, we'll we'll talk about that in just a minute here. But we went out for his dinner for a birthday dinner that night, and we went to Texas Roadhouse, which just came into our area. They got rid of Ruby Tuesday. I know last week we talked about Cracker Barrel, and there was a lot of Cracker Barrel enthusiasts. Last week's comments were made up of a lot of piano encouragers and Cracker Barrel enthusiasts. How do you guys feel about Ruby Tuesdays? How do you feel about Texas Roadhouse? Ruby Tuesdays gets a thumbs down for me, a negative 10 out of 10. Last time we went to one, they basically forgot about us. Like we sat there for like 40 minutes and like, I'm like, where's our food? <laughs> They're just like, oh, whoops, we should probably go make that. Uh, anyways, I went out of business and then they tore the building down, which seems so wasteful to rebuild a, a, a restaurant right in its place, which is Texas Roadhouse. And uh, it was pretty good. I like the steak. The ribs weren't as good as the ribs I had in Lancaster last week at uh, JB Dawson's, I think is what the place is called. It was phenomenal ribs there. These ribs were mediocre, but I got like these steak fries that had like bacon and cheese. She was like, would you want bacon and cheese on your fries? I was like, is that even a question? Like, how do you even say no to that? Uh, nonetheless, I think I gained like three pounds the next day. So uh, tune into Greg goes on to massive diet spree in the month of May. We need to get slimmed down here before the summer hits because, uh, you know, it's almost, it's almost bikini season for me. And I really want to, you know, I want to be out there rocking the beach bod. So no more Texas Roadhouse for me. It was, it was delicious, but we need to cool it. On the same topic, though, is Pap. He had a great time, by the way. He was, he was so happy. We all went out together as a family. Uh, we all packed into the, the Tacoma, which we fit, barely. It was three of us in the back and two people in the front. It would have been nice to have a van. I said that. I was like, wouldn't it be nice to have the van right now? Maybe. Maybe someday. The next day, Pap came over. Day after his birthday, poor man didn't even get to celebrate. He's already out here going to work for me, cutting down this tree limb that fell into our yard. I don't own any trees like in our backyard. There's some trees outside our fence and it fell over on my yard, which, you know, it's debatable where the property line is. And I, I should, I could have called the neighbor and like, Hey dude, like one of your tree limbs just fell on my yard. Can you come take care of this? But I don't want that drama and I don't really know if it's my tree or not. So we went out, hacked that thing up. It was all good. Went out, I took him out for lunch at a little sub place near us that he apparently hasn't been to since the seventies and I haven't been there at all. It was pretty good. But the best part of it was us coming home from that because I'm just driving along and he sees this yard sale sign that I didn't even see. He has like this spidey sense for yard sales and he's like, it's yard sale. And I'm like, skirted over. It's in this back alley. We get out. I go looking around and I find a Lego set there, brand new sealed from Lego movie one, which I think came out in 2013. And I asked the lady, how much do you want for this? She says five bucks. I'm just like, yes, epic score. Uh, so I paid her five bucks for it. And then uh, I come home and I look it up. It's a hundred dollar Lego set on eBay selling for a hundred dollars sold. Not like, I'm not talking like people post something on eBay and they're like, Oh, it's a, it, I'm putting this on for $10,000. It's selling for hundred. So I made out pretty darn good. Of course, my, uh, the money that I like magically made off of that got eaten up today with Roxy going to the vet, but such is life. You know, sometimes there's the, the, the good things. Sometimes there's the bad things, but in the end you just, you, you walk away even. 
You know, it's like going to Vegas and you had a great time playing all of the games and stuff. You didn't lose your shirt, but you didn't win a million bucks. It's just, it's just life. That's what life is basically. But it was a good day yesterday. It was like one, of, it was such a beautiful day. And like to have, have all that fun, like I actually thought cutting the tree up was fun. My father-in-law was out there with a chainsaw, just hacking that thing. And I stacked it all along. We got some other wood and stuff for our fire pit, which I just bought a fire pit today. It's like one of those fire pit kits. And we're going to have like a really great setup out there. So we might have to do some fireside chats with you guys as well. In addition to me playing piano, I've been wanting to do live streams of that. See if anybody would want to tune into it. I feel like I feel like it could be fun. I think it'd be fun to to join my journey. And like I said, maybe somebody out there would be like, "Hey, if this loser can do it, I'm going to do it." And then we all do it together. Uh, but that was pretty much my whole week. I kind of get y'all caught up with where I'm at now. Again, there's like videos of all this stuff. Some of them are out. Some of them may not be out. Uh, tomorrow, I've got big plans. We're going yard sailing tomorrow. That was just like a little preview. We're going to the community yard sales out in Pine Creek tomorrow. And I'm like really looking forward to that. Last year I got skunked on this one deal. Like I saw this Lego set sitting on a table and as my arm was coming over to it, this guy picked it up and the lady sold it to him for like a buck. I was, my soul was crushed. So I need to be on the grind this, this week. We're going out with, uh, with the in-laws. So it's me and Clark man and the in-laws again, Cody has no interest in yard sales. Like, apparently she's not looking for Lego sets or anything else for that matter. And she, she like, she's like, we have too much stuff. I'm like, I know, but like it's a treasure hunt. I can't turn down treasure. I love, I love hunting. So that's going to be fun tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is also the day that Knobles, my favorite amusement park in the world opens up and I'm thinking about going on Sunday. So we might be doing that. And of course I'll be documenting all this. So you guys will get to see a little, uh, a little bit of it. Hopefully if we go, it all depends on the weather and stuff, but it's opening weekend. I feel like I need to go. I'm a little worried about their staffing because they're like having like uh, they had issues last year with with staffing, like a lot of businesses did. Again, we're we're in the worst of times, it seems, and most some of the stuff wasn't open last year. Like they never even opened up some of the rides because they had to consolidate all of their staff to like the most popular things. And Cody saw that they were, they were posting like walk up job interviews. So they're basically going to have everyone that wants a job arrive at the at the park at a certain time on whatever day. I think it's like May sixth. If you want a job, you can do it. And they're going to take you through, show you like what, what to expect. And then if you want a job, it sounds like you're hired. So like people that aren't working or you don't have a job, you really have no excuse, right? Like if you walk in there with a handshake and a heartbeat, you're, you might even need to have hands. You, they'll probably hire you without hands you, and, and walking. Like you could, you could roll in there <laughs> in some way and they'll give you a job. If you're willing to work, they'll probably have a job for you. It might not be the best paying. And maybe that's like a part of it. Like I wish all I want for them is to not go out of business, but maybe they need to raise the prices up a little bit. It's a free admission park. Like you can go in there all day and walk around and enjoy all the the music and festivities and the the sites for free. Uh, But all the rides cost money. And I'm like, why don't you just bump the rides prices up a little bit, you know, because everything's more expensive. Make it a little more pricey. I'm happy to pay extra because it's, it's a place that I love. Like I... If, if I was super wealthy, I would just give them like, I would just pay them money just to keep it going. Cause it's such a, it's such a gem. You guys have seen the videos. I've, I've got numerous ones of uh, Knobles and we might even meet someone there. Someone that's watching this, we might meet you. Cause we've, we've met people that watch our channel there and it's pretty cool to see that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend a lot. Like this whole week's just been great. And a part of it, I think is the weather. It's nice to get out of this, this cold friggin' life that is Pennsylvania throughout the winter. And when things start warming up, like I'm doing yard work, I'm cutting things down. We're getting things looking nice. I'm pruning stuff. And my mood is just so much more elevated during these times. And I just, I, it feels great. And I know like there's only a little bit of school left. Like we got to get through like May and then just a little bit of June. And then we're, we're free. We're free to do whatever we want. Speaking of being free to do whatever you want, you guys left some comments last week that I thought I would read. Of course, I've already mentioned that we had some piano encouragers and Cracker Barrel enthusiasts. Uh, we'll find out this week maybe if we have any Ruby Tuesdays enthusiasts and or Texas Roadhouse fans. Uh, Outback Steakhouse, I wish we would get. Also Chick-fil-A. Those are my two, recommend, my two requests for our area. If I could get an Outback or a Chick-fil-A, ideally Chick-fil-A, that would be phenomenal. But um, we also had a couple people talk about the Batman. Apparently I'm not the only person that uh, didn't like the movie very much. And again, I don't mean to offend you. If, if you loved it, that's totally great. I know people are very passionate about their superhero flicks, uh, but let's talk about this, uh, this comment here from Lucas 
who says, uh, I also didn't love the Batman. Maybe I'm just burnt out with Batman, but I felt the movie's too long, too convoluted, and a little predictable at points. I've watched all Batman movies and played the Telltale video games. It just felt like I was experiencing the same story again. So obviously a Batman enthusiast here, uh, wasn't loving it. Also Platinum Bricks, similar, says, uh, I've heard nothing but negatives about the Batman. I also grew up on Batman forever. How can anyone hate Tommy Lee Jones or his Two-Face or Jim Carrey as a Riddler? He's amazing. Oh my gosh. I still remember going to see Batman Forever in theaters with my mom, like right when it came out. I love that movie. That Riddler is fantastic. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. I love Jim Carrey as the Riddler. He's just so perfect. I like, you know, I know Batman is dark, but it doesn't have to be. It can be fun. Like Batman and Robin, kind of similar, you know, similar vein to that. And then like the Dark Knight, everything got like dark, obviously. And I, I that's probably more more like what Batman is, but you can't say that Batman Forever wasn't fun. I enjoy the movie, but it could just be my nostalgia. This movie, I, there just wasn't any, any redeeming qualities for me. It just, it was way too long. It was just like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it without spoiling anything. It just felt like there was nothing likable about any of the characters or the, or the movie itself. And there was no connection that I had to Batman. It was just felt like they were just like putting scenes in the movie for, as an excuse to make a trailer, especially the car scene. If you watched it again, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I wasn't a huge fan. I'm glad I didn't go spend money to see it. It was three hours of my life that I wish I could get back. I felt the same way about the new matrix movie makes matrix revolutions. Is that what it is? Resolutions, revelations, revelations, probably. I uh, didn't watch that in theaters, watching HBO max and I hated it. So HBO Max has saved me a lot of money from from going to theaters and watching movies that I ultimately didn't end up liking. So thank you, HBO. Um, but yeah, again, apologize to any Batman enthusiasts. I love a lot of Batman movies. Like I, this is I've seen every one of them, and the Batman is my least favorite of all of the Batman movies. And for some people, it's their absolute favorites. I, I it's just personal taste and stuff. Another thing that you guys wanted to talk about, though, and there was a lot of people that wanted to talk about trading cards. This was from the nerd of He says, I'd love to hear more about trading cards. I've been into cards, but I'm also trying to shake the habit. In all honesty, I've been trying to find a hobby or hobbies that don't take up space collecting, i.e. Uh, Lego trading cards, toys. The struggle is real. I hear you, brother. I thought about the same thing. I'm like, if I ever collect anything again in my life, it needs to be like digital photographs or like pocket knives, like something that you can have a million of and still fit inside like a shoebox. It can't be Lego sets. Lego just, it's all consuming. It, too much space. Funko Pops, that's why I never got into those. Sports cards, similar situation. But the story of sports cards is one that I got into very early in life. I remember collecting 1993 Topps baseball cards was the first thing that I collected. I would, this is like stereotypical like childhood memory. I would go to like the local sub shop that had like chips and subs and smokes and all that stuff. And they had baseball cards there. I'd go in and I'd buy a pack of 1993 tops and I'd bring them home and open them up and look at them and stuff. And it was, it was wonderful. I continued collecting throughout the nineties and I loved it so much. And my favorite part of it was the artistry of it. I would pick out cards and trade cards of players that I really, I, I really liked. Like at the time I was really into Shaquille O'Neal. I loved the Dallas Cowboys of the nineties with Emmett Smith and Trey Aikman. And the cards that I picked were ones that I thought were really interesting visually. Like the, the player was in a certain position or like the card had elements to it that I thought was like really neat looking. And that's the way I collected all the way up until this one day when I traded my friend, a Brett Favre card for something. I don't remember what card I got in return. But the next day he tells me that the card that I traded him was worth like $8. And I, I was confused by that. I'm like, well, how do you know that? Like, what, what, what is it worth? And he showed me like a tough stuff manual or tough stuff book, or I think Beckett makes them as well, where they show the, the card prices in these books. And I felt like, I felt I got cheated, you know, I'm like, oh crap, I traded away this expensive card. So I ended up getting a tough stuff and I started looking through it and like, I, I started like making records of all of what my cards are worth. So like I had them in these, these sleeve protectors. So nine cards would go on a page and you could flip through it in a three ring binder. I would take a little piece of, uh, like uh, masking tape and I would write the price of that card on and stick it on front. And that 
changed the whole trajectory of cards for me because then I started looking at, oh, what's this card worth? I can't make this trade because that card's worth uh, $2.25. My card is worth $1.75. And it just ruined everything for me in terms of sports cards. I hated the financial side of it. I liked doing it because it was fun. I liked finding players that I liked. I liked the, the poses they're in, the composition of the card. I loved that part of it. The money side of it, him introducing that to me, ruined it for me and it sucks like to take that innocence away from someone like he didn't know what he was doing i'm sure his dad i think his dad was really into cards too so he he had known from a young age probably that certain cards are worth good money and some aren't and stuff like that and i just uh i just i i went down that path of of money and it's kind of a lesson in life money I won't say money is the root of all evil, like like a lot of people say, but money really does change things. You know, if if you have it, if you don't have it, how you interact with others that have it or don't have it, how you feel about people that have it or don't have it. Jeff Bezos, for example, like it's just it's such an important thing in our lives, but it's such a devastating things in our lives too. And that was just like my first experience with that because prior to that, I didn't care about any of that. And I wish I could go back to that. And I guess that's been like my quest my entire adult life with all the things that I do and the things I collect and the things I enjoy. It's all in a quest to go back to those innocent days where you just you just enjoyed yourself and there was no like burden or worry of, of uh, responsibilities or life or uh, finances or any of that stuff. It was just such a good time. And I know I'll never get back there, but it's it's my job as an adult to try the best I can to continue living in that world or try to try to recapture it the best that I can is as, as, as doomed as, as that uh, experiment may be. Let's uh, go on to some unrelated questions, but questions or comments nonetheless from last week's episode. This next one is from DEGD Epic Gaming. He says, uh, did you check out the Brickheads Lego shop in Lancaster? I'm so upset that I didn't do that. I remember someone telling me about this a long time ago. They sent me an email saying like, hey, there's this Lego store in Lancaster. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I completely forgot about it though until I saw your message. So next time I go down there, outside of going to the arcade and getting some ribs at JB Dawson's, I am going to go to the Brickheads Lego shop in Lancaster and and see what they got. Maybe I can make some scores, at least make a video. <coughs> I'm allergic. I'm allergic to buying Lego. Hopefully not. I'd, I'd be dead by now. Next comment comes from... Uh, Vas Vis Boys. Hopefully I said that right. He gave me the, the descriptor last week on how to say it, but now I've I failed. Vas Vis? Vas Vis? Why this? I don't know. It says, great episode. Thanks for everything. Backstory. Oh, this is about his house. I built the current 440 square foot house pretty much by myself five years ago. Growing family, now I'm going to build a new 1,500 foot square house right beside the current home and rent the smaller one. Maybe I should start a YouTube channel and document the whole thing. Keep up the great work. You know, I wanted to share this because I never turned down a an opportunity to get someone to start a YouTube channel. In fact, I want you to, but I want to talk about this next one here from Jesse P. Who says, I think the piano journey is going to be a fantastic one. I'm focusing on financial and physical health. It's so easy to exist and go through the motions of living rather than experiencing and enjoying life. I'm also trying to do more to support and uplift those around me, trying to maintain a positive outlook and uh, project as I can. Seems like more people are dealing with so much lately. Keep up the good work. Enjoy the late 30s. We're rooting for y'all. And he says, I want to make, this is, this is the important part here. I want to make a series of 40 videos, one a day for the next 40 days leading, or for the 40 days leading up to my wife's birthday. Just a little something to tell her how much she meant to me that day. Any advice on doing this? I got advice. I, this obviously isn't probably one that you're going to share with the public, but I want to tell you guys that if you want to do something, whether it's piano, whether it's making videos, whatever it is, think about what you can do today to get a little bit closer to that. I try to give this advice all the time because I think it's so important to have a goal. And I think it's so important for your mental well-being to be working towards something that you really want. And if you really want to change your position in life or if you have a goal or if you want to create a gift for your wife or if you want to build a, a house that's that's three times the size of the other one that you currently built, you can do it, but it's not going to happen overnight. You got to you got to do the planning. You got to get the resources. You got to take those little steps. And my advice to you, Jesse P, is not to start on day one of whatever day that's going to be leading up to her wife's birthday. Try now to start making a few videos, make sure you're comfortable with it. Cause, or it might be actually interesting to see your progression as, as a video maker. I'm not sure what you're planning to put in these videos. So a little something to tell her how much she meant to me that day. So you're going to have 40 clips of you being like, 
you know, honey, I really love that lasagna you made last night. Or, hey, thank you for washing my underwear. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be that, but that is like a really cool, cool idea. 40 days to your 40th birthday is, is a cool idea. My idea for Mother's Day this year was just to, uh, was a similar, not similar to that, but like a nice thing of washing my wife's vehicle and like cleaning the inside out and getting it detailed really nicely and doing it myself. So that's, that's like doing nice things for other people is, is always awesome. And that's like an intangible gift. Like you can get, you can get flowers or, or chocolate or, or, or shirts or whatever, but uh, a perfectly clean vehicle is, is worth its weight in gold. Uh, but advice for you. Oh man, I don't know. I, I it's, it's going to be tough to come up with 40 things. You should probably make a list and see, uh, see if you have 40 things or maybe it's, if it's like in the moment you're thinking like, like I, I was giving funny examples there earlier. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what comes of this. I, I, I know it's probably going to be a private video, so you don't have to worry about anyone judging you. So I say, just go like, do your thing, man. Do, do whatever you want. Make it really personal. Make, make her cry at the end of it. That would be so good. Um, but the, the house building thing is, is awesome. I would highly recommend recording that and documenting that as we go back and forth between these two comments here, uh, because on YouTube, there is an interest. If you have an interest, and this is where I want to encourage you guys to make videos. I'm going to try once again. If you have an interest, regardless of what that is, whatever your hobby is, whatever that thing is that you love to do, I guarantee you there's someone out there that's also interested in that, no matter how weird it is. In fact, if it's really weird, you might even be more successful than if you went down a mainstream thing. Like if you found like the narrowest of narrowest niches or niche you could really turn it into something. It's pretty wild. So I encourage you to share that thing that lights you up with the world and you never know what could come of it. I started making videos about my house and turned into videos about my chocolate lab, turned into videos about my, my life with raising animals and kids and uh, all Legos, uh, hobby, and look at what's come of it. So you just never know. You never know what, what could happen and you never know what opportunities you could find. Um, so that's why I say, put yourself out there. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, that's fine. You, you just do whatever makes you happy, but always have some type of goal. I think that's really important. We've got uh, a really nice comment. I'm going to read this. This is my, uh, made me smile comment of the day. If that's still a thing, uh, Patrick says me and my family love cracker barrel. He's got the cracker barrel. Uh, he says uh, great podcast. Just so you know, I've been loving the Fortnite streams as myself have been getting back into it. Zero build all day, baby. So it's fun to watch you guys progress and, uh, learn to get better at the game. And I hope you guys keep up the good work. Same for piano too. Says you guys completely changed my life. I love the Brick Tech Greg's World community. Everyone is so nice. It's like having a second family. Thanks for inspiring me in so much in literally every way. Wow. Also, I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but Preston is in Sonic 2. That's Clark's like favorite YouTuber. I'm pretty sure he's in a background person in the first scene. I'll have to go back and look for that. He says, if you're ever interested, oh, this he's giving out his name. Yeah, um, I'll keep that in mind. He's talking about playing Fortnite. Uh, Clark and I haven't played that recently. We've been playing the piano, which is, I guess, good. He played a little Minecraft today. He was, in, he was, I guess, needing his fix. So he was in that and he was just having a blast with it. I love to see him enjoy himself, but I appreciate the made me smile comment. Uh, we're also, we have some wins of the week. I saw a win of the week, uh, that I, that I'd like to share here. Let me see if I can find it. He says, he's not sure if we're doing wins of the week, but we are, this is from Nick, the Lego brick. He says, uh, I was getting, uh, my grade in geometry up to a B. This is one of the week. Last quarter was really challenging and I was a bit disappointed with my final grade, so I knew I needed to improve. I have done better on the test and I'm happy with my improvements. Thanks for another episode. Win of the week. If you guys have a win of the week that you'd like to share, throw it out there. But also, I have one last thing if you guys would like to respond to because I'll respond to this and I'd like to see what you guys think. This is from Padawan Bricks who has a deep question for me. It says, I was recently asked a question. I was wondering if I can get your answer to it. So here's the question. If you had one hour left to live and you could sit down and have a conversation with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Personally, it would be my best friend because he brings out happiness in me. I can't think of a sad or bad time I've been with him. Anyways, hope you have a good day and keep making amazing podcast episodes. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying to make amazing podcast episodes. At the very least, it's a podcast episode. Uh, but the person that I would sit down to sit down with and speak to if I had one hour left would be Clark Mann. Like I thought about this, like, I don't think you would choose like a, a person through history. Like I went sitting down with Abraham Lincoln or whatever. It'd be Clark, man. And I guess in that last hour, I would try to tell him anything that I felt like I haven't already told him in his life. And I would try to give him the best advice that I could possibly give him uh, going forward. 
But the, the nice thing for me is if I don't have that opportunity to have that hour, if that doesn't come, I have over a decade of videos that he could go back and watch. And that's what this whole thing is. It's a video time capsule. He could go back and watch any, any random day or any video from our lives and see what life was like them. He can see how we, we interacted, how, how strong of a bond we had, all the things that we did, the fun that we had, all of the, the journey has been documented. So like that would be my, my ultimate gift for Clark, man. Like if I were to suddenly not exist anymore tomorrow, it's not like I'm just gone. He has this. And, um, I think that's a really cool thing. I think it's really awesome to not only be able to share your stuff with, with the world, you know, and, and to hopefully encourage or inspire other people like we've, we've seen and talked about here, but to also have that as, you know, for your own son or for anyone, I suppose, to look at is, it's just, it's just crazy. And like, you could, you could make stuff like this if you're a parent out there. And I've, I know I've encouraged other parents to start recording more, maybe not like their entire days like we do, but just like record little moments because these things slip away so quickly. Your kid who was three years old last week is now seven years old today. And you're like, where did that go? And to, to be able to click on a video that you recorded, that's a minute long from four years ago and watch what, what he was like and how much things have changed is like, that's, that's a gift within itself. So there's anything that I can encourage you to do. I'm going to, I'm going to go through the checklist one more time here. As I send you out into your week in this world, always have a goal, decide what it is that you want in this world, what it is that you want, want to bring and think about how you can take a little step to get there. You don't even have to get all the way, just that little step. Also, if you are, it's more advice. If you're looking for a car right now, give up. <laughs> just, just don't try to make the most of your days this week and, uh, try to, try to stay positive the best you can, even if things aren't always positive. And lastly, try to document things, try to make things. If maybe you need, you need to set a goal like Jesse, who's making 40 videos for his wife. Maybe that'll encourage like a whole thing. If you're building a house, document it, uh, I know that's me kind of projecting like my love of, of being a content creator out to the world, but it's like all I got. If I'm going to give any advice, I'm going to give advice on the thing that I, I guess that I feel like I've, I've been called to do and that I do well in this world and that like, I guess I would do that I do professionally. It's all I got. I can't give you any advice outside of that unless it's something that I've messed up on. And there's surely plenty of that. And we'll see that as the weeks go by here on Greg's World Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed coming along with me on this journey today. Uh, I love sitting down and doing these. It's it's awesome. And it's so encouraging to know that there's other people out there that just like me with my podcast that I love listening to, this is like a part of your week and I, I love to hear it. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you have the most glorious week of your life and uh, we'll see you in the next Greg's World podcast.